Let's ride. Number 44, and as always, you know I got a couple sports names for you. Great number 44s, Jerry West, George Gervin, Pete Maravich. I had to go look it up. I knew there was basketball. I thought there may be some football number 44s, but I didn't care because I had a feeling that Jerry West was 44. I just always mix up 44 and 42 for him. And as a Laker fan, the Lakers being my secondary team, I felt like, you know what, I'm going to go – the basketball route on this. So Jerry West, George Gervin, Pete Maravich. The crazy thing about this is thinking about these uh these basketball players, these particular guys is all three of these guys had dope ass nicknames. Now, I think the nicknames go in reverse when you rank them as players. It goes Pistol Pete third, Iceman George Gervin number two. And Jerry West, for me, is number one. Him being a champion and a finals MVP in the series that he lost in, that's great. You're not going to beat that. You got to be a bad some bitch to be the finals MVP in the series you lost. I don't think it's been done since. I know they said Braun was probably the closest one to it. But if you rank them nickname-wise, Jerry West is number three. George Gervin sticks for me number two. And then Pistol Pete is number one. I don't know if there's a better nickname in basketball. You got Air Jordan, you got King James, you got Sir Charles, Larry Legend, Magic, well, Magic Johnson is probably better, and then Dr. J. So Pistol Pete, that might be number three. I'm going to knock it down to number three because it has part of his real name in there. But, yeah, great number 44s, man. Uh, Jerry West, George Gervin, Pistol Pete. Do yourself a favor and go back and watch old highlights because they tend to be in slow motion, especially on George Gervin, because that finger roll is uh, is butter, man. That finger roll is crazy. And Pistol Pete with the handles, man, it's ridiculous what he can do with that basketball. I think if I rate the three, I still say Jerry West is the best player of the three. I think I would probably like to have uh, Pistol Pete's game, though. If I can have either one of the games, it would definitely be Pistol Pete. Just being able to come down the court with that much control of the rock and the dish and shoot, it's just a weapon, man. I, I, I got to say Pistol Pete. I got to say that. But I'm going to go ahead and get right into the business, as I say, and just jump right in because I don't have a lot. I don't think I have a lot, but I got some shit I got to get off my chest. So, first and foremost, and I'm not faith shaming or none of that. I'm not trying to dig into anybody's religious backgrounds and downplay that or make anybody feel a certain type of way. But these damn evangelists on TV, they're, they're killing me. And I had a Facebook post on my personal page about this earlier this week. I want to say Monday. I just happened to stroll past the TV in the morning, and I, I saw this guy. He was basically selling water, like selling some type of miracle spring water on TV. Uh, Peter Popoff, I guess he's a, an evangelist. Uh, he was just, I'm like, what the hell is this? You're selling people water? 
and telling them it contains some type of healing properties, or whatever, man. And I'm like, man, they they put the devil everywhere. I don't care what religion you subscribe you subscribe to. My thoughts on that are are weird or whatever, so I don't really discuss it. And I don't bash anybody for what they believe in. It's just the way I see people in the faith or at the head of the faith. I'm doing the air quotes here. How they act and how they move. That's the only thing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the actual religion. I'm just talking about the people who are supposed to be at the front of this and how they're misrepresenting it in order to get money. It was Peter Popoff selling spring water and then the faith showdown or whatever you want to call it. There's some guy, his name's Bree or something, but he's selling this olive oil that's supposed to be blessed by 10,000 ministers. My big issue with it, though, my, my, my real big issue with it is that the way they portrayed the customer on there. Just to clarify a little bit, the show was on BET, which pissed me off already. So I see this on BET, and I said, you know what, I'm going to look at this while I get ready for work and just kind of see what they're talking about. And what I kept seeing is, even on the, the Peter Popoff thing, which is a commercial, when the Faith Showdown came on, it was the same shit. They basically paraded old black women in front of these cameras and was like, and had them, and had them talking about, oh, how the product helped them out so much. Now, with with the the show being on BET, you're already trying to reach a certain demographic. I get that. I understand marketing how it works. Cool. It's just for me that burned me up on the inside. Almost as bad as the black Popeyes Mama's Kitchen shit. To see these old women paraded out here and to say, oh, I bought this oil and help me out. And the thing is, you never see black men. If it was like an older black couple, just a black man by himself, a young black woman, a young black man, something like that, it would have made me feel a little bit better about the situation. But the fact that they went for the heavy church demographic, which is, you know, usually older black women, it just pissed me off, man. I felt like they were being preyed upon. And you calling, you having people call in for prayer requests and you trying to sell people this, these damn bottles of olive oil and, auto, and bottled water, whatever, Miracle Spring water, whatever the hell it is. Y'all need y'all ass what, man, for acting that way in the name of a faith, in the name of a religion. You discredit things like that, in my opinion. Like you make yourself look like a hustler when you go up there and you try to profit off of somebody's faith. If you was really about your faith and shit, give it out for free. Give it out in limited qualities, not qualities. Give it out in limited quantities for free. And just like last week, I have a key word that I was saying all last week throughout the podcast, and it was security. And my key word for this is value. That's what I'm going to go with this week. It's like how much do you value your faith? Do you value your faith more than your money? Or do you value money more than that? And that's going to be my theme throughout this because I just felt like that was way past disrespectful for you to be a person of the cloth, so to speak, and to be out here pimping these people out for money. It was a disgrace to me, man. And that's just how I feel. I, I, had, I had to go ahead and get it off my chest, man, because it was bothering me. And I've been holding it since last week because I'd already said something on Facebook, but I had to I had to drop it in the podcast just for other ears, man, just to get it off my chest. Also, one time for John McCain, may he rest in peace. Navy veteran. Politician. 
prisoner of war, a lot of people, I would say a lot of, especially a lot of black people, had bad things to say about John McCain while he was campaigning. A lot of us in the black community are Democrats, so we and we tend to lean that way because it appears like Democrats have our best interests in mind and conservatives don't. That's the appearance, that's the way things are made to look. But for John McCain, I gained a lot of respect for him when he was on this campaign. And the, this older woman got up, an old white woman, who would just fit John McCain's direct demographic of people he wanted to reach. She came up there and got on stage and said Barack Obama is a Muslim and all this, that, and the third. John McCain stood his ground and promptly took the microphone from her and said, no, that's not true. He's a good man. We differ. We, we differ on um, on topics or whatever. We, differ, we have a difference of opinion. We have fundamental differences, I think is what he said. For him to do that on this campaign was a huge risk. And in some people's eyes, it may have cost him the presidency. I personally feel like him being able to stand up and say that says a lot about his character. Again, the word value comes into play. Do you value your self-respect and your dignity more than you value a passing public opinion of yourself. And what I mean by that is that him, with him running for president, he could have sided with that lady, repeated what she said like somebody else we all know, and exacerbated the statement she made and hyped it up. But he chose to, in this moment of clarity he had, he said, you know what, I'm going to take the high road and I'm not going to wallow in the mud with pigs and I'm going to say what I know to be true about this individual instead of dragging his, thing, his name through the mud in order to gain uh, support. And in my opinion, it showed that he valued who supported him. He didn't want the type of people that felt like that to support him. He wanted to win the right way. And since that moment, I had a lot of respect for that man. He's not always said things I agree with, but to see somebody in that position on that stage say what he said, it goes a long way, especially with the political climate we have now, where... It's not as racially charged directly at the politician. The racial energy seems to be coming from the politician. Again, that's the way it's packaged in the media. And that's also what's packaged in the tweet. Like, somebody got had to take that guy's phone away. But anyway, I felt the need to say one time for John McCain, may he rest in peace. Also, another piece of value in this, I don't know whose direct decision it was, but for whoever it was, who decided for him to no longer uh, take the medication or procedures, whatever, to let that man go on peacefully that shows you value. Do you want this man to continue getting his treatment, not be happy, not be himself, and just be prolonged living while suffering? Or do you value his life long enough to take him off of that and let him go peacefully and hopefully with his family? And I only say hopefully because I don't know the... Uh, exact situation in which he passed. But he, he got off the medication or treatment or whatever, and he passed promptly the next day, unfortunately. But I did see something that surprised me. There's a lot of black people like myself who were like, hey man, rest in peace. A lot of people who didn't really, who weren't really on, on the same page with him politically still felt the need to say, hey man, rest in peace. You served your country. You were a politician for a long time. We respect you. So shout out to John McCain. And uh, he lived a good life. Even the parts of it that weren't so great, but he made it back and showed us that you can stand up in the situation where most people would buckle. So respect to him. Keeping in tune with the politics, man. Uh, 
two flunkies of the current president got jammed up, man. They got jammed up in the legal system. They've been caught, went to trial, one pled guilty, and one was found guilty. Ain't that out of bitch. It's crazy. It shouldn't be crazy. But given the climate we're in and all the things that have been happening, it's, it's crazy to believe that these guys were caught. In my opinion. That's just how I feel. Like, I would have never thought, I would have never thought that these individuals connected to this guy would have got caught. Never in a million years. Because the way things have been going and the way people have been getting off, you think, oh, this shit's going to slide under the table and it's going to be good to go. But apparently, that's that's not what happened, man. We'll start with Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort was a campaign manager for the current president. And he's guilty on multiple counts of fraud. What do you know? You stand too close to shit, you start to stink, man. It be like that sometimes. You stood closest to the individual, ate off his plate, man, and then... They came for you just to get to him because that's all that's happening. I said it before. Like, I believe everything that's happening is like, okay, you know what? We're going to come get you and make it as painful as possible until we can get the homeboy. And that's exactly what's happening. So this guy gets accused of multiple counts of fraud, gets found guilty. I think he's facing up to maybe 12 years in prison when there may be the other guy. But this guy, Paul Manafort, has another trial set in September about potentially having some uh, some involvement with Ukraine, with the president of Ukraine. And it's almost like, man, what? People were calling other folks crazy. I say opposing people crazy for saying that this guy was dirty. And then all of a sudden, all these things start popping up. You can't go a week or two without some type of drama, without some type of tabloid issue, without some type of scandal. And then your campaign manager gets basically gets convicted of fraud and has another yet another trial in September about we'll say collusion I told y'all Netflix Dirty Money episode number 6 will tell you a lot go to Netflix and watch it on to the next one personal lawyer Michael Cohen pled guilty to 8 counts of campaign finance violations, tax fraud and bank fraud as part of a deal that's going to include jail time. Then he implicated homie. And I'm going to read this quote. In coordination and at the direction of a candidate for federal office, end quote, he kept information that will be harmful to the candidate and the campaign from becoming public. Damn. So now it's direct where you had one guy kind of stand in the paint and say he's not going to say nothing. This guy basically ratted. He's a lawyer. What do you expect? What do you expect from this guy? He knows what type of time he's going to face. And he's going to do anything possible to shave that time off. Depending on where they put him, it could be bad for him in prison. Depending on where he goes. Now, he'll probably go to federal prison where the demographics ain't as crazy. But still, for the, in the meantime, in between time, you don't want to deal with that. People are going to know who he is. Contrary to popular belief, people in prison have access to TV. And some of them guys got cell phones. So people are going to know who he is. And he's already facing time, so he's going to do whatever he can to, to get it shaved off. 
And if he got to snitch on cuz, living all comfortable in the White House, that's exactly what he's going to do. Because he's not built for that. He's not built to go to the place that he sent other people. And now, that is his reality. So his sentencing is set for December, and this cat could face up to 65 years in prison. You think he's not going to rat? You think he's not going to snitch? That's why I say, you stand too close to shit, you're going to start to stink. You're going to start to stink. And that's exactly what happened to this guy. Thinking they were fighting a good fight, riding the way with this dude, making sure things were kept quiet, paying porn stars and shit. All this shit came back. This man's life has got to be shattered. And everybody with his family name because of one other individual. Back to the key word, value. Do you value your freedom over your friendship? Do you value looking good in the eyes of somebody with a lot of money and a lot of power over your own life? Because if you look at the decisions they made, in order to take care of another individual, they have now ruined their own lives. Even if they would have got away with this shit, they still would have ran with the stigma the rest of their life that they they somehow disobeyed laws trying to help somebody get elected for office. Because at the end of the day, this guy's still a millionaire. He sweep you under the rug. You've seen what he's done with everybody else. Value. He doesn't value anybody in his presence other than maybe Ivanka or maybe maybe Melania. He values status, not people. And that's been apparent throughout his whole, his whole time in office and his whole time running. Anything to highlight his status, that's what he's going to do. Anybody that goes against that, bye-bye. If you weren't with me, bye-bye. Because you got to be all in with me, but I'm only going to give you a little bit. I'm going to string you along until I don't need you no more, then bye. Because you have no value after you've gotten me to where I need to be. And these, the, the crazy thing, these are all successful people. They don't need to do this. I'm pretty sure Manafort had a career where he was doing just fine. Michael Cohen was already a lawyer. You don't need this guy. You don't need this type of this type of trouble in your life, but you got it, and he's home free for now. Because after his term is up, they may try to get him, but they can't get him now. And the wild thing is, the guy, the prosecutor, is a Republican. That just shows you how value, again, comes into play. Do you value your party, or do you value the presidency? What type of values do you stand for? If you think the party's supposed to be one way, and that this individual is is counter to that, then you're not going to align with them. We've seen several Republicans do it. They said their piece, and they're getting the fuck out of office. They're retiring. Like, nope, that's it for me. I'm done. I'm going to say my piece and then get away from this so he can't hurt me. And I guess that's smart. But for these guys, their, their careers are over. Life is in the trash can. All because they value the quality of somebody else's life over their own. By making these backdoor deals and trying to pay people off, and lying for other people. Ridiculous. Rest in peace, Molly Tibbetts. They found out she was dead earlier this week, and they found her killer. And then immediately, they went to him being an illegal immigrant versus the fact that there's an epidemic in the country of violence against women. What do you value more, the facts 
the facts are there. Is he an illegal immigrant? Yes, but the, the bigger picture is violence against women. I mean, come on, you value which headline carries more weight. That's how certain net, networks and news sites are going to value this. To which, they, which way they can spend it to appeal to their viewership. It's despicable, but it's life, man. Yeah, man, uh, speaking of value, I'm, I'm going to keep it rolling with the same thing. Before I came out today to knock out this podcast, just got some bad news on the phone. Cause apparently there's a mass shooting in my hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. At a goddamn Madden tournament. The night before, there was a shooting at a high school football game. Which was, was supposed to be, which was supposed to be retaliation for a shooting that took place earlier this year. Where a local rapper was shot up and his brothers were killed. Then again, value. And that's why I said what I said about gun control. When I was talking about gun control, my issue was with guns getting into the hands of wrong people in the streets. I'm not thinking about, let's say, the uh, if you could paint a picture of what you would call a conservative individual, a conservative gun owner, you might think of somebody who buys guns legally, has all their paperwork in order, and they're a hobbyist. When I was talking about gun control, that's, that wasn't my aim. That wasn't who I was talking about. I come from Jacksonville, Florida. I know people in that city. I know the streets. I know to be in the element, you have to be okay with living a certain lifestyle. And a part of that lifestyle is having fire, like we say, having the fire stick, having a gun. When I was there and I got a little bit of money after I got my gig, one of the first things I did was I went and put some money down on a gun. And once I got that gun, I took that motherfucker everywhere because that's the way my brain worked at the time. I felt like I needed to have a gun on me. Now, even though I bought mine legally at that time, before I had the money, I was looking into getting one illegally because that's how the streets work. So when I say shit like gun control, it's because I don't want young crazy dudes out here running around with AK-47s popping pills and shooting up the block like they do. Like they did in uh, Palm Terrace. Like they did in uh, Spicewood Springs. Like they did with whatever type of gun they had at this damn Madden tournament. Or whatever thing they had at this damn football game. Like I don't know what caliber of gun it is. I'm just saying in that city... I know people go out and look to try to get high-caliber illegal weapons. I just know because I just know how to move to the city is. A lot of drug trafficking going on. Anywhere there's a lot of drug trafficking going on, there's going to be arms trafficking because violence. So, we got four people dead as of right now and 11 people wounded in my hometown because some asshole decided to go shoot for a Madden tournament. For whatever reason. And that's why I say we don't value life here. There's no way you value your life. Or the lives of other people. If you go through. And shoot up. And you shoot in a public place like that. Now I'm not stupid. I know most shootings happen in public places. But in a place with that many people. You go shoot up some shit like that. You don't have respect. Or value for anybody's life. Or your own. If you would put that many people in danger. 
because you got emotional. Because, I mean, you can't tell me anything other than the shooting has to be emotionally charged. Because nothing else lines up. I get this intense need to want to go home because I value life. I value my city. I want to be there. Like, I feel like I need to go back home to do something. I need to go back home and volunteer and talk to some of these young guys and tell them that, hey, man, the world is big. The world is way bigger than what you think it is. It's your job to go out into this world and make it a little bit smaller by connecting with people in different places, by taking your ass outside of your state, outside of your city, off your side of town. Go see different shit. And I guarantee you that beef you got in the street won't be as important when you realize there's a big world out here. And if you don't like what's going on with that individual, you can move away from that. But I also understand that anger and that frustration. And I understand... You believe in that you value somebody enough that you would kill for them if they did if somebody did something to them. I've had a homeboy or two shot. It is not a good feeling to know some, that somebody you care about, somebody you cool with, has been murdered. And I can't for sure say what I would do in that situation, but I would hope at the age I am now, I would have more knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and self-control. And above all that, I would value the lives of myself and my family more than to just go throw it all away because of something that happened outside of my control. It, it made me sad, man, to hear that. Like, you always want your city to be known, especially in the city where the football team is a smaller market. When you travel around and you don't live back at home, when you hear your city in the news, you want it to be about good thing. Like, I don't want to hear... Jacksonville in the news about shit unless it's about somebody getting a scholarship somewhere the Jaguars did well or somebody hit the lotto and is going to give me some bread or there's a big concert going there that's it that's all I want to hear about Jacksonville if it ain't got nothing to do with the Jaguars UNF or JU in sports something like that somebody getting an amazing scholarship somebody inventing something college football ACC championship largest cocktail party when the Gators and the Bulldogs play I don't want to hear that shit because I know it's going to be something crazy. And the thing is, is that while this whole situation made me angry, it made me sad, it made me frustrated, it didn't surprise me. And that's one of the things that bothers me the most is that I'm not surprised by this ridiculous lack of respect and loss of life. For what? For what? It's, I think I heard there was a shooting on the west side or something earlier this week, too, or last week. It's ridiculous, man. And the crazy thing is that if the same people that committed this, this horrible act heard somebody talking about them as, oh, these males from these areas, they do this, whatever, they were complaining about being stereotyped, but then go out and do crazy shit like this. And it just pisses you off because especially if you're not home and you can't just call and check with everybody real quick to make sure everybody's good, you got to wait for the phone call because I got homies that play Madden. I hear there's a tournament going on. I'm expecting some of them maybe to show up, if not to play, maybe at least for the atmosphere. So I'm expecting some of the homies to be there. And if I don't get an immediate heads up, like, yo, I'm good, I get nervous. And I'm just one person all the way in California. Now just imagine how the people who were there felt, the people who got trampled trying to avoid getting shot. So, 
yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna move on from that. That just really ruined my weekend, man. But I'm gonna keep with the theme of sports, and uh, I didn't watch very much football at all. I watched um a little bit of Tampa Bay, and I forgot who was played. It's, it's not important. What is important is that there's an NFL wide receiver plays for the Cincinnati Bengals who probably cost two dudes their jobs today. This young guy, John, I don't know if he's young. I just know John Ross caught a deep ball. <laughs> Somehow got behind two defenders, caught the ball, then proceeded to juke the shit out of both of them and score a touchdown. In the preseason, this game, what, two or three? If you plan now, you're probably fighting for a roster spot. And if you're fighting for a roster spot and you're getting shit on like that, you probably ain't going to make the team. Now, I don't know who these two gentlemen are who got shook up in, uh, in the red zone like that. And I damn sure didn't look up their names because I ain't going to say their names. They already got embarrassed enough. But I will shout out John Ross for um, busting their ass like he did and getting that touchdown. That's the, that was a small highlight to my day. I also saw something else that was crazy. I think they said uh, that the current president is not invited or possibly banned from uh, the funeral of John McCain. I thought that was wild, too. I don't know if it's 100% true, but who knows? Um, yeah, and I'm going to shut it down. I used to try to push to to make it last a certain amount of time, but now I'm like, you know what, fuck it. If, I, if I'm all out of topics, man, that's all I got to say. I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. Save your time and mine. But before I go, Jacksonville, Florida, go get my belt. When I do this, I'm usually serious but joking, but this time I'm not joking. Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County, as a municipality, is that how you say it? Municipality? I don't know. Go get my belt. And this is not to be funny. It's just because the city has a culture there. And this culture breeds violence. We have to do something to change the culture of the city so that shit like this don't continue to happen. So if you see a young guy out there, young girl out there, pull him aside, talk to him, help him out, give them some guidance. I know they might not want to hear it, but don't give up. Because something that we are doing is not working. We are failing them. These young guys, girls, people, whoever, they need us. They deserve us. Let's help them out. Now, I'm pretty sure there's programs in place or people out there trying to make a difference. Cool. We need more. Obviously, we need more. Because I don't know who's doing it. I don't know where it's coming from. As a whole, go get my belt. Other than that, man, y'all can catch me every Monday, man. Every Monday morning, be trying to drop this hot fire for y'all. You can reach me at noplaythisride at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, noplay247, capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L-A-Y. Noplaythisride Facebook page. I was posting some funny videos I got from around Facebook on there. I'll try to continue doing that. Along with links from the podcast, I'll 
I'll do better about that, man. But right now, I'm in grind mode. I'm studying, trying to find this work-life balance. But uh, just overall working on some self-improvement. Y'all be good out there, man. Make your next day the best day. Learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. Be easy out there, man. 904. We got to get our shit together.